When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Williamson coming at you again here live from my Latrobe Hotel. We're here a couple more nights and then I'll be back in the South Hills of Pittsburgh starting Friday for good. So camp is coming to an end. It's been a blast. Beautiful couple days here. Some really spirited good practices. But of course, the big story was the game on Saturday and the upcoming game. So a lot of stuff came out of that game, but I just wrote an article on on DK that you want to check out, it's really concentrating on the offensive line. I have some concerns. Uh, I mean, I, I look at the skill group of players on offense and even the quarterbacks, but especially the skill group, and think, "Wow, that's a really high end unit with depths and their and their front and their five best uh, playmakers: Claypool, Johnson, Pickens, Fryermuth, Najee can rival just about any in the league." And I do think a mobile playmaking quarterback will help this offensive line, as does Matt Canada's scheme and the movement. So they're going to make it as easy on this O-line as humanly possible. I just thought this group be a little further along. Um, I think we all know it's not a super talented unit. And as it stands here on August 16th when I'm recording this, if I had to bet what position the Steelers' first-round pick would be. I would bet it's an offensive lineman of some sort. So let's just talk about what we saw, though, in this game. So Dan Moore, and this this is important, You know, Dan Moore and Green at left tackle and left guard, respectively, they each played 35 snaps against Seattle. So that's generally about half an NFL game. While the other starting lineman, Cole, Daniels, Chooks, they only played 16 snaps each. So while it wasn't great, are we going to kill three-fifths of an offensive line after 16 snaps? You know, so let's not get crazy. You know, I wanted to see more. There was some good things. Um, First off, let's talk with the tackles. I thought more and Chooks had pretty good, were the best of the starting five. I thought they played quite well. They each had a blown block or two, um, but I thought Moore was probably the best run blocker of all the offensive linemen in this game. Um, And Chooks was solid. I thought Chooks had a a good game. And it helps that if a block is blown, 
that Trubisky can sidestep it and turn a five-yard loss into a five-yard gain, you know, and I think him and Pickett have that capability, especially the more comfortable Pickett gets. Daniels, though, I mean, <laughs> it, it, the, the the pass protection, though, from Daniels and Green, both, both the guards, I thought was really poor. And here's one of the issues with Green. And again, remember, Dotson did not play in this game, Kevin Dotson. Although it looks like Green is ahead of him for the starting left guard spot as we speak. And I understand what they like in Green. I still have a lot of hope for Green. I love them coming out of school. I love the pick when it happens. So let's get this out of the way. But they want athletic linemen that can run, block on the move, you know, get downfield, get to the second and third level. Green did that extremely well in college. And he's a very good athlete that can run. But in protection, his lack of arm length is becoming a problem because defensive tackles are getting their hands on his chest plate or numbers before he's getting their hands on him. And at center, this was a bit of a problem in that he wasn't real quick from snap to set, you know, in terms of snapping the ball, getting his hands up and blocking the defender. And it's affecting him this way too, but in a different manner in that his length is a bit of a problem. And there's a couple examples in the article of, you know, guys getting in on him and then he's getting driven backwards like he did at center last year. As for Daniels, this is what blows me away the most is I would have bet everything I owned that on, you know, August 16th, Daniels would already be the Steelers' best lineman. There hasn't been good reports out of camp. This was a bad performance against Seattle. I show an example on the article of him just basically just totally missing an assignment. I mean, almost chasing a defensive tackle into the opposite A-gap on the other side of the center and allowing this huge lane to Daniel's right where the defensive end just comes rushing right through. And you watch his protection. I don't know if he's overthinking, but his technique in pass protection is kind of all over the place. You know, so... What's going on here? I don't quite understand. Again, only 16 snaps for Daniels. But if the practice reports and what I've seen in practice were better, I'd feel better about, you know, 16 not-so-great snaps. But overall, I don't love what we're seeing because I do believe Mason Cole is just a guy. And at times he gets his pads a little high for the center position. He was a tackle in a earlier life he came into the world the, the football world's tackle which you know he's 6-5ish so i think that's a, a problem and i really don't think the the long term answer at center is on this roster they're going to have to look elsewhere cole's a placeholder dotson isn't the mobile guy green is but he's long and he's powerful and on his best days which you know it's hard to count on him in terms of reliability his protection is much better than what we've seen from Green. I didn't think I'd say, you know, Moore and Chooks were their best linemen. And again, they weren't perfect, but uh, they gave me more hope than the other guys, at least in this game. Again, you know, so we come back in the second half of this. I want to talk about a couple of the depth dudes, what's going on going forward, as well as, you know, 
the opponent they played. I think it's important to to give yeah, something you'll notice about me if you're new to is I will always give the opponent credit. Pittsburghers love to look at the Steelers only through black and gold colored glasses and don't recognize the, you know, we had a, a, a saying at the college level, hey, the other guys are on scholarship too. So we'll be back here in a minute. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, the depth here on the offensive line. Uh, I'm going to start with the bad. Trent Scott, Chaz Green, worse. Those two were terrible. Uh, I'll be nice. Trent Scott was bad. Chaz Green was terrible. So, as always, this is the case with any team. I would be interested in other players from outside the organization. And you always are in the offensive line. That being said, I thought J.C. Hassenhauer is now a quality backup center. He's very limited, but I thought he played well in this game. And that's great. I think the same is true for John LeGlue. I mean, quietly one of the best stories of last year and, and a classic case of a guy finally getting a chance, taking control of it, and he's going to be in the league a long time. I can... I can win games with John LeGlue at guard. I mean, so that's great. I, I can't consider putting LeGlue in over Green, Dotson, or Daniels at this point, but <laughs> I can't, let's, I'm just going to chuckle to myself. I'm not going to consider that yet. I mean, he just doesn't have their pedigree, and I get, but he's he's established himself as a quality player. Joe Haig, too. I mean, I think I brought this up the other day. Played really well. I mean, right now you're seeing in practice him taking a lot of snaps at left tackle is, is with the twos. He can do that. You know, he, I thought he played well at right tackle when given an opportunity. I think he's a quality guard. Looks better in games than he does practice. I mean, I think that's true with this guy. Fine. I, I'm on board. I've seen enough that it's not a fluke. He's a swing tackle. I, I would love to have a, you know, um upside youngster there to develop as a swing tackle, but that's not the case as we speak, at least not right now. Um, I mentioned the opponent. Boye Mafe was a demon in this game, and it shocked me he was not a first-round pick. He ended up going 40th overall. 
He was a terror. I don't think if we have a conversation a year from now and say, boy, the Steelers tackle struggled with Boye Mafe, that anyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, shocked by that. I think he's going to have a really good career. So let's put that out there. Two other guys that gave them a lot of problems were Miles Adams. Um, that's a player I don't know a whole lot about. I'm going to do some digging because he was impressive. And Puna Ford, who's been a favorite of mine too. Um, he's kind of a low-built, undersized, bowling ball, a butcher knives type guy. Hard to get your hands on because he's so low and explosive off the ball. Doesn't really have length or height, but he get, he wins with quickness and leverage. That gave the interior of the Steelers line some problems. And he, he is quick to get his hands on you. Uh, he gave Cole some problems with his leverage as well. So, you know, it, you got to acknowledge the opponent is all I'm saying here. Is Seattle the best defensive line in the league? No, but those three guys did well. And I think Mafe is going to be a really good player. And I know Ford's had a, is a quality player already. Which brings me to next week. I think the next week Jacksonville matchup is going to be a wonderful indicator for the Steelers. And I know they haven't won any games in the last decade. I get all that. But that defensive front, they moved on from Miles Jack and replaced him really with three quality, talented, big linebackers. True second-level dudes. You're probably aware that they drafted Trevon Walker first overall. Immensely talented. A, a ball of um, talented clay that they'll put all over the line of scrimmage. And they also have Josh Allen, their first-round pick from 2019. A really good player. So Allen and Walker are athletes. I mean, big time athletes that Steelers O-line isn't all that athletic. And the uh, the second level guys, I'm thinking about that more in the run game. And by the way, the Steelers run blocking was better than their protection in this game against Seattle. Um, but the, the, the Jags have also, think about it. If you're the Jags, you play Jonathan Taylor twice a year and Derrick Henry twice a year. So they have gotten massive in their front seven. I mean, the two edge guys, Allen and Walker, Walker's massive too. They're athletes. But the D-tackles are big, power, space-eating blocks of granite. So I know the Jags are an easy team to brush off. And if the Seals run all over them and protect well, people be like, well, it's against the Jags, one of the worst teams in the league. But for a preseason matchup, they're a great one. And like Seattle, they should play a lot of their dudes because they need to. They're a bad team. Playing bad teams in the preseason is better than playing good teams. I don't want to play the Rams in the preseason because they don't play anybody and you don't have any kind of indicators. I want to play the Jags. I want to play the Lions. That's the following game. I want to play, you know, um, Seattle. that has a lot to prove. It's going to put out two good quarterbacks. So I think the Jags will be a really good test for the Steelers' offensive line. That's a big, big thing. It's number one thing for me to look for in that upcoming game. So thanks, guys. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. That is a wrap.